0: And welcome to this week's episode from a Lancashire Lass with me, Lucy Baxter. Joining me today is Emma from the Cow Shed, a cafe in Pemmerdam. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you, Lucy. How are you? I'm good. Why don't you tell everyone about the Cow Shed, what it is, where it's based, what you serve?
1: Yeah, so we're a cafe in Pemberton and we serve brunch, um, coffee, cakes and ice cream. Um, and yeah, that's about it really. So at the moment we're currently open Friday to Sunday. And just because of Covid, things are a bit quieter and that's what, that's what we're doing at the moment.
0: That's cool um so how did you sort of get the business in a way sort of what did you did you do something to do with food at uni that helped
1: um so i opened the shop when i was 20 um so i've always really been interested in food nothing else has really interested me so i knew that that was the path that i really wanted to go down uh when i was at high school um my teacher used to push me to do competitions and um, I learned a lot by doing that and then after school I decided that I wanted to go to catering college so I went to Reesheath in Cheshire um, which I really enjoyed and while I was doing that we asked to do work experience so um I asked a local restaurant Langs of Longton if I could go there and do work experience and Actually, while I was there, I thought, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go for it and ask for a job. So I walked in. Can I have a job, please? And they said, yeah, yeah, of course you can. Come in for a trial shift. And um, anyway, I was there for about, I don't know, six or eight months while I was at college. So I lived in Cheshire from uh, Monday to Thursday. And then uh, Fridays off. So I used to work at Langton on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And then just did that for quite a long time. Uh, and i learned a hell of a lot there um you know like fast pacing the kitchen organisation the skills time keeping and all that sort of thing and i loved it i was 17 at the time and it was just probably a bit much for 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 me um because you, you you know when you're that age you want to be with your friends you want to be out partying and mm. and that's what i wanted to do and i wanted a bit of a life on the side of work college so um So I finished there and then I went to work at MS, and that's where I learned a lot of like the um, customer skills, you know, like that side of things as well. I worked there for a few years and then, yeah, I just took the plunge and here we are, <laughs> nearly three years on at the cowshed.
0: And what kind of things do you make then? You're saying you do brunch. So do you like have any specialties that you like to make or that like the cowshed sort of? famous for if that
1: makes sense well I'm the chef at the shop and I like to be quite adventurous I don't like to be plain boring same as everyone else so we try and just go a bit different with with our menu which we change quite regularly to be honest um at the moment we're changing each month because I've got plenty of time on my hands only being open a couple of days a week mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say we have anything specific which is like makes us famous but just new exciting things which keep us, you know, set us apart from everybody else really.
0: Yeah, what's on the menu at the moment?
1: Oh, we've got about 10 different things on the menu at the moment. Um, so it's always quite short, quite a compact menu. But the favourite solution weekend, probably French toast, which is a sweet uh, brioche with um, Swiss meringue, but then it's with uh, streaky bacon, maple syrup and like a... Raspberry and basil compote. So, about like sweet and savoury, nice. Yeah, Another one nice. which is kind of sunny side eggs, which is like obviously sunny side eggs with uh, streaky bacon as well, avocado, roomie, mushroom. Yeah. yeah. A bit of variety. Something a bit different.
0: Yeah, it, it always looks really nice on your Instagram. <laughs> Thank you. <That's> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you obviously, you said you did ice, You do ice creams as well, so that's feisty cow ice cream. What flavours do you make and where's the ice cream made?
1: So the shop is in Pemberton and the ice cream is made just down the road in Mutchill, which is about, oh, I don't know, four or five miles um, on a dairy farm. So probably 10 years ago, the farm um, diversified into making ice cream with the milk. Um, so they went over to Italy on a course to make gelato, which is like real good, proper ice cream. Mm-hmm. And then they took them skills, bought loads of equipment, and um, started making ice cream themselves and their business is Feisty Cow. Um, so the ice cream is like amazing. It's all natural ingredients, really fresh, made on the farm. So literally can't get any better than that. And um, yeah, we get it from them. And you can't get any better than that, can you? It's made five miles down the road. And, and it's like
0: the best ice cream. You've got, so you've it's got, literally insane. You've got cinder toffee, which is always a firm favourite in our household. Um, yeah, got,
1: white chop That goes well with cinder toffee. Uh, my personal favourite is banana. It's mm-hmm. incredible. It's like, like I say, everything's made with natural ingredients. Yeah. No artificial rubbish in there. So everything you get is tastes proper yeah. milk chocolate ice cream you've never tasted a milk chocolate ice cream so good yeah. it's like so creamy so smooth but it's not like it's just really good yeah it's delicious and uh, then all the fruit ones are made as like 100% uh, fruit purees so mm-hmm. amazing again and yeah. then there's um almond and pistachio which cool. is like um really popular
0: yeah it's so uh, good. Well, like I can't have dairy, so I I love the mango and passion fruit sorbet. That's my absolute favourite, the favourite yeah. of them all. Um, yeah,
1: they started doing vegan ice creams last year. So they did a chocolate orange vegan ice cream. They did a coconut one, and um, I think it was vanilla fudge. Oh, I've
0: not tried that one. I'll that yeah, really I good there's one and i don't think you do it yet but the, i when i've been to italy and it's like dark chocolate and because dark chocolate doesn't contain dairy like it's dairy free anyway but um the mango and passion fruit i in when i was in year 11 and did work experience for like a day with sal and, yeah. mom, and she just was like right this is how we make it come on and like that whole area where they make it and everything is absolutely incredible and just yeah. you sell it in little pots don't you with like like you get in the theater, almost the little tub and the spoon, but then spoon you,
1: in the lid, yeah,
0: yeah, and then you've got like the big, the bigger tubs. But it's yeah. it's so good, and it's also like again, like you said, local, and it's back in a British farm, and it's just really good to like support them. Yeah, yeah. and so are your, all your ingredients for your brunch things sort of local? We
1: source locally wherever we can. So obviously, yeah. in terms of halloumi and avocado you can't exactly get them locally but everything else we try and uh, source locally so all our meats we get from uh, our local butchers holgates in uh, Warmerbridge. bridge and um, we've just started doing like a, a friday pie night um and sunday roast so we get all of our um, veg and meat for that from local farmers which is great as well supporting those um so yeah we get all our meat from him we get our potatoes from a couple of different farmers in tarleton Uh, veg again from pharmaceuticals which is which is really good and obviously especially this year helping other businesses
0: Hmm. they
1: really appreciate it like because it's just been such a difficult year for everybody it really does show
0: yeah and I think for the hospitality it's been such a hit on you guys just
1: yeah I mean we wouldn't have had to obviously I wouldn't really have thought about doing these different things if we were in the middle of a um, a pandemic. I mean, only because it's busy enough to open on art from Friday, Saturday and Sunday, have we thought, oh, maybe we should be doing something on the evenings as well. keep us mm. ticking over a bit more.
0: So how long has it been now that you've been shut? Have you been able to open... Because at, at the moment, you're just, you're serving takeouts, aren't you? Which
1: is a great way Yeah, we are. Great way We are, we're
0: managing that. to do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so we shut on, I think it was the 20th of March last year. And we were shut not for very long in comparison to like quite a lot of different places. We managed to reopen in the middle of May uh, for takeaways. And we just li- literally just did coffee and cake. Mm-hmm. Um, And we put like a couple of tables in front of the door. So we would like kept our two metres distance from all the customers um and it was so busy because people just wanted a little bit of normality they just wanted a coffee that they didn't have to make and a piece of cake which they didn't have to make and um, so we did that for a few weeks and then we I think in June or July we started doing food again just uh, by pre-order only just taking it steady just seeing how things were and then was it August or end of july that we were able to open for people to come and sit in and then we did eat out to help out in um august which obviously went down a tree everyone loved it and then um i think it's in october wasn't it that we, that we had to shut again yeah i'm sure i think we've been doing takeaways since then
0: yeah
1: it, um, it's, it all seems a bit vague i can't remember no
0: fully, but like it's just been a blur of a year doesn't it
1: like yeah now, massively now,
0: yeah um and so you were talking about that the roast. I'm interested yeah. in that. What is, so how does that work for people?
1: Um, so just before Christmas, we started doing uh, roast dinners on Sunday evening. Um, and it's literally just a takeaway. So people will pre-order and then a the time between five and seven, they come and collect and we make it for them. Um, so in the roast, we, we change the meat every week. So um, this week's been beef. Next week probably going to be lamb. And we just rotate uh, one meat every week and then, um, yeah, it's going really well. We source all of our meats from local farmers um, and all of our veg as well from local farmers. So that's great, helping them out.
0: Yeah. No, that's, I didn't know you did that. I'm going to have to order a roast, that sounds <laughs> <laughs> um, So you're talking a lot about supporting farmers and things like that. Do you want to sort of share yeah. your link with agriculture and why you're interested in it?
1: Well, my boyfriend, my partner, he's a sheep farmer, and um, at the moment we're lambing, so that's a big part of my life at the moment. Uh, other than that, I have always been interested in like the outdoors and farming, and you know, I've always been interested in in that side of things. So I grew up in a little village, and actually, where we um, source our ice cream from. Uh, the farming Mutual that's where that was like where I spent a lot of my childhood um on a dairy farm there and yeah
0: yeah and also I think like, like the food being from local farmers that it's um like the food production you know like I, th- I was saying before to someone else that people are appreciating farmers more because that's where their food's been coming from people haven't realized that since the pandemic before the pandemic and they're realizing yeah. that the farmers haven't stopped, their food has still been in the supermarkets and on their plates and in farm shops. And I think yeah. they've got a greater appreciation for supporting local and just for where their food comes from. And I also think yeah. that by you being so open about like supporting local as well, it gives some people who maybe don't agree with meat, Yeah, the opportunity to to like see how it's reared and stuff because it's all local in a way so I think
1: yeah it's very sustainable and I think that um like you say even more so now people are you know farm shops and butchers are are so much busier than they were before the pandemic because people appreciate things more just in general I think
0: yeah Yeah, totally what kind of cakes do you sell then and what's your favorite to Eat and make.
1: What sort of what cakes?
0: Yeah,
1: cakes. <laughs> uh, that's my department. If I went out for tea and I could have three desserts instead of starting, yeah. then that's what I'd do. So, um, cakes we do sell like a lot of brownies, cupcakes. Um, the most popular are definitely millionaire shortbread which is insane. Like the caramel's like this thick inside. Wow. And the carrot cake, mm-hmm. good old carrot cake, really popular. Um, so my mum makes all the cakes for us. Uh, she's an amazing baker and um, it shows because we sell out every week. She's just amazing.
0: Yeah, and you can't really mess with the classics, like those two. No. Definitely. I
1: know. Winner, winner, every time. Coffee and a cake. Yeah,
0: definitely. So what are the, do you do like patisserie
1: things? What um, not so much, because it's so time consuming. And um, it's, we don't really do uh, like cream cakes or anything like that. Because like I say, it's, it's really time consuming and time's probably better spent just doing cakes, um, just regular cakes, to be honest, because, um, you know, it's lim- like also like patisserie and cream cakes and things like that literally just last the day whereas if you make a cake on friday it'll last till sunday um which is obviously more viable for a business as well
0: yeah definitely and so is there just well pre-covid is this are you just sort of the main person that works there or have you got like a team with you helping out or how's the setup
1: uh, so I have a team. So I, like to say, I'm the chef. Um, I, I'm one of seven children. So if I ever need extra help, then uh, my brothers and sisters are always happy to come in and help. Uh, one of my sisters actually does work for me full time, and they have another, uh, well, not full time staff, but a few days a week she's in, and then they have four weekend staff. So obviously, it is a lot busier at weekends. Um, well unfortunately during covid we haven't been as busy so a few of them are on um furlough and we're just hoping that we can get back to normal soon
0: yeah and And where you're located like yeah so on the a59 through pen
1: it's
0: like oh what's that pub called at the end the fleece fleece you've got the fleece yeah you've got Ribble Vets at the other and then you've got you basically nearer the Ribble Vets end to the Fleece end. Um, yeah. And I think it's just such a good location because, and I've always said this to anyone who doesn't know Pen with them, you could eat and drink your way down that high street. There's so many different places and I like, end up with a cake or an ice cream at you. You could do like the whole like...
1: Yeah, cafe food, crawl.
0: Yeah, food cafe, <laughs> pub crawl round, down there. But I think it's yeah. a good location because if people are walking they'll be like oh fancy an ice cream or you know if people are outside they're like oh what's going on in there i think it's like yeah really good and i guess like when it's warmer months are you busier like if we just ignore the whole pandemic you yeah within yeah of-
1: i mean penlytham itself is quite a densely populated town and it's populated with families so a lot of them families have quite a lot of disposable income as well so for us it's quite good um you know, with the ice cream, a lot of, ch- lot of people have children. There's also, like, seven schools um, in and around Pen with them. And um, so after school, we often have, like, an ice cream rush, um, which is good. And, yeah, it's just, like, it's a constant flow of, of people all day. And, like, obviously school holidays as well. Not so much this year, but um, they're always good. And,
0: yeah. I just think it's, like, good, like, where you are and, like, what you serve and everything. And I think, as well, um, seeing the business grow and seeing you take it and, like, take it to something it is now is, like, really impressive. Because, like you said, you were, was it 20 when you, you got the...
1: Yeah, I'm nearly 23 now.
0: Oh, me too. I think, like, what what even happens when you're 23? <laughs> random. Yeah, region. we went
1: into the lockdown at 20, what, 21, and now I'm nearly 23.
0: <laughs> That's sad i might just stay 22 for this year because i didn't really live that that year but (laughs) so are you hoping when when restaurants and things reopen that you Mm -hmm. that the business will pick up do you think you'll be able to yeah
1: definitely to be perfectly honest for us right now uh because i've only got I'm only paying three staff. One of them is me at the moment. And um, we're only open three days a week rather than six. My overheads are a lot less and my takings aren't that much lower. You sort of balance itself out. I wouldn't say that we are massively impacted on what we're taking at the moment, if that makes sense. So we are really lucky that we we still managed to take over. But it's also, we're also, mm, you know, like doing not just as well, but we're not taking as much of a hit as I thought we would be doing.
0: Yeah. But then I guess takeouts will take a lot more time than if you were in the shop with the people there. As in, you'll have to be a lot more organised, I guess, or...?
1: Yeah, yeah. But I would say, for me, it's a lot easier because... People like pre-book and then you know exactly where you are. Whereas if you're open, um, just as, as normal, people, you know, people used to rush to get there for 10 o'clock. So they got a table because it's only a really small shop. Mm. Um, I only have 10 tables in there. And then obviously, I mean, that's a social distance. and everything. We only had six tables in. So um, people would rush to get a table and then I'd have to serve 20 different people at the same time. And my kitchen is the size of I don't know that wardrobe. It's tiny, so it is easier, and I I feel a lot less pressure. Yeah. For some reason, I I think it's because they give you a time and you haven't ready for that time. Yeah. And then yeah, you, you forget about it. Then it's you know it's done on to the next.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and. I quite enjoy it. Yeah. Do it's you different, think- but. Do you think I do enjoy it. The takeouts. Do you think you'll keep them going as well when you reopen, like at night? Mm, I, I don't
1: know. I mean, I like you say, my kitchen's only very small, so I just have to be wary of how much we're doing because I don't want to take on too much and lose the quality of of um of stuff that we're sending out just to get more people in, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. When we do reopen it, I don't know, it'll probably be warmer then and anyway. And we've got, like, space on the front for people to sit outside. So that's a good thing. We've got that as a bonus.
0: Yeah, and so, if, if outdoor dining's allowed in April or whenever, like, you've got that space, haven't you? So that yeah. like, people can just sit out. And hopefully, yeah. if, we have, if we have, like, a spring like we did last year, that would be really good for you and your ice cream business. Yeah, like definitely.
1: Well.
0: Definitely, um, yeah. So, I was also going to ask about your social media. So, you're really yeah. like, active on, on Instagram. You've got like a lot of followers for a small cafe type business. So, yeah. how's it been building that, like, that, what's it called, account up? And like, because it's very creative. Did you know? Um,
1: just over time, really. Like I said, like, we've been open for years now. When we first opened, um, so I took over the shop it was an ice cream shop. So I, I wanted to start serving food and, and progress with that side of things. So um, it was quiet the first year that we opened and I had a lot of time to sit and take pictures and focus on that side of things to try and get, you know, online followers. So um, I had a lot of time for that. And I've always been interested in food photography. So that sort of helps I have like a little camera in the shop and I take all my photos on that when I've got time and yeah I think a good picture does a lot for for your social media Um, and it's just about making time because that's very important for for us a lot of cafes and restaurants is your social media because that's where people see things If if they see a picture that looks amazing to think I want to try that mm. so you have to you know work on that and and that's sort of what I've always tried to do yeah with the pictures because people eat with their eyes don't they
0: yeah very true very like true. if you've got a good picture then it'll just basically send them to the shop so yeah it
1: says a lot and um, I guess,
0: you know you are near enough to Preston in a way that people can drive or even walk down like yeah yeah so I don't know Last year, I don't know if it'll happen this year, but you know when there was that Easter egg rolling down Adenham Park? Oh, yeah. I always wondered if you get, like, an influx of people then.
1: I don't know, maybe. I mean, things like that do really impact it. Pemberton, as a town, is really quite active with like social events. So they do a uh, Pemberton Gala, which is massive on her Strange Park. part. They, they have like all these little stores, like a fairground and they have like a parade all around the town. And that brings so many people in. And that's obviously good for all our, all the little businesses. And obviously it didn't happen last year and it probably won't happen again this year. But when it does, it's really good for business. And they do another thing, which is called Pemberton Live, yeah. which is like um, live music. In all the old little cafes, they're like a a little, what what do you call it? Like a little um, studio, really.
0: Yeah. And then people
1: like from from everywhere come and you buy a wristband for, I think, £5. And you just go around all the different cafes, restaurants. I love it. Yeah. Other shops as well, like...
0: The charity shops and
1: stuff. Charity shops, healthcare shops. Yeah. Yeah everywhere they're just in, on little venues
0: Quite right, european i think like really nice you know in when like people are just walking around in italy or like spain at night and there's music i just think it's, yeah like, that kind of vibe um, yeah
1: some of them as a community loves having other little shops on the high street they, they love it and they love to support them little shops so without them obviously it wouldn't happen so yeah you know we're all re- really grateful for them
0: Have you any plans in the future to sort of grow to maybe, I don't know, another, like another premises or sort of having two shops or a van to sort of, I'm just thinking like agricultural shows or something like one of them vans. Yeah,
1: Yeah, Yeah, maybe, I mean, I probably have to take the weight off my own shoulders a bit in terms of the current um, shop, because I do all the cooking. I mean, if I just stepped out, if I walked away tomorrow, not, well. The cooking obviously won't get done. I'd obviously need to train someone else up mm. and make sure that that shop can run on its own without me being there. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Before I focus on doing something else. Well,
0: you can. Well, i do
1: it, in. but yeah. hopefully, when things start returning back to normal, we'll be able to focus more on on that.
0: Yeah, and then in terms of the actual business, could you see that growing any more? or
1: do you have any on what at that premises or just anything just in general yeah hopefully i mean i don't want to push things too fast no just every day as it comes really and obviously at the moment yeah. nothing like that is is gonna happen like last year i had an idea that it would be so good to do like the vans at um agricultural shows but then we've not had any for the last year and i doubt we'll have any this year either so yeah. you know everything happens for a reason and just never push things too far
0: yeah and like you said when you were on about when i asked about like being open and doing the takeaways like you seem really focused which is good on like quality rather than quantity um, yeah massively and, I, and because you make everything it's like i don't know it's like your baby this kind of thing
1: yeah it is it is it is, it is. so oh yeah I, I always have been a bit like that though I mean if things aren't perfect it's not right is it no so if I do it and I know it's gone out and it's been the best that I can make it I'll hopefully have a happy customer who's going to return yeah. so I, I wouldn't say I was a perfectionist as such. I just I just like things to be I like to please people yeah yeah
0: so. and, I, and you please lots of people because I know like so many people who order it and like yeah your, the food is amazing how you, <laughs> how do you do in terms of like things with allergies you know like I'm thinking like gluten-free stuff or that kind of thing
1: yeah um so for gluten-free um there's a lot of things on the menu that we can literally just change the bread, the toast, and it can still be gluten-free. Yeah. Um, so we do have, like, a lot of gluten-free customers and, like, we always have the gluten-free cake on the table and we often have, like, a vegan cake on the cake table as well. So even if we can't do a vegan meal that they want, they can have a takeaway cake. Um, but we do cater, for, we try our best to cater for for everybody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's good. And then, like, obviously for coffees and things, we do, like, different milks. Um, for like hot chocolates we have vegan vegan chocolate so we can do vegan hot chocolates which is different but <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> you know
1: the people with a dairy allergy as well that can't have our hot chocolate because yes. we make it with like um, real dairy milk not dairy milk real dairy chocolate pellets Ooh. like Belgian chocolate pellets that
0: sounds
1: nice yeah I think, you've, I
0: think you've just got to cater for everyone like some people are like, choose to not drink milk. Some people can't drink milk. And I think it's yeah. it's all different. Like, sometimes if I, like, if I order something up or, and I'm, like, oh, I'm going to have to have the vegan thing, I'm, like, I'm not vegan. I'm just, like, I can't have like, <laughs> milk. Or, like, sometimes if, you know, if someone's, like, gluten-free, they'll be, like... It's, it's choices, but it's also allergies. It's hard, isn't it, to, like... Yeah. Get it.
1: Yeah, well, I have a niece who's, like, severely allergic to dairy <laughs> so I, I'm like my mum's a vegetarian well pescatarian one of my sisters is so I've always been conscious of what I shouldn't really be mixing if that makes sense so we have like different um utensils in the kitchen for vegetarians different pans for vegetarian we have different pans for like dairy yeah. for, like um and gluten so mm-hmm. You, and you have to be conscious of that as a chef because it is important.
0: Massively. And today's yeah. society as well, like, you can't... You just can't... You've just got to be inclusive to everything, so... Yeah,
1: you have. You have. <laughs> you are always going to try your best, haven't you, so...
0: Definitely. Um, <sighs> yeah. Oh, it's got me wanting to, like, order some food from you now. So, at the moment, for people who are listening who are local, want yeah. to do something... At the moment it's just takeaway, it might change, but it's so it's Friday, Saturday and Sunday, did you say?
1: Yeah. And then on Friday nights we're doing pie night, which we only started in the middle of February. Um, but that's going well so far. Um it's a bit like the roast. Every week is a different type of pie. We just do one one flavour each week and it's served with mash and veg and gravy. And again, that's going that's going down the treat. People are loving it yeah it's, it's good so yeah. friday friday night saturday day sunday day and sunday night at the moment and hopefully as things start to ease in, in like lockdown terms yeah. we'll be able to open more days in the week
0: and do they have to pre-order like in a day's notice or what's the time um, for,
1: during the day so for brunch and things like pre-orders aren't necessary you can just come in and say please can I have such and such a thing and we'll say yeah every five ten minutes they just generally just wait outside and happy that's fine Uh, for pies and Sunday roast we always take pre-orders because it's just it's limited availability Mm -hmm. and so luckily uh, while we've been doing it we've been fully booked or virtually fully booked each time which is good um like I say I don't want to take, take on too much so I just have like a set number of people that are that'll cook for and then when the spaces are gone we're fully booked. Yeah.
0: Um
1: because again with you know I, I wouldn't want the quality of food to not to show. Yeah.
0: You know? And if people want to get in touch, what's your number to ring or um the-
1: so you can either contact us on social media. Like you say we're quite active on there. I go on there every day, check my messages and things. Uh, alternatively you can email us or call us at the shop but we are obviously only in friday to sunday so the phones won't be answered unless it's them days um but all of our contact information is on google
0: cool
1: so basically
0: <laughs> if people want something go on google yeah hey siri emerald <laughs> good scram and then You'll be you'll be complete in life, and lockdown'll feel there. <laughs>
1: Hopefully.
0: Yeah. Hopefully. Well, really good to talk to you. Hopefully, I'll be able okay. to see you and come in the shop when it's open again, and yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna order some, a roast. It sounds well good. <laughs> For more information on the cowshed, follow them on Instagram at cowshed brunch, or you can phone them on. 01772 745 633. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. To keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire Lass, follow on Facebook and Instagram at from a Lancashire Lass. So tune in every Friday to a new episode straight from a Lancashire Lass.